0: You're listening to Wholesaling Ink, episode number 301.
1: That's what's so important about it is people need to just keep going. They quit month three and four, but month three and four is when everything starts to happen. Yep. So if I were to quit after that 90-day challenge, I was a little bit in debt. I had no money coming in. Like My flips weren't going well. But I put my head down and I said, and I just kept going and grinding and working harder.
2: the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim.
0: Welcome everybody to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. This is the number one podcast when it comes to learning the instruction on how to wholesale real estate. I am your host, Brent Daniels, and it is my absolute pleasure to bring this podcast episode to you today. Now, before we get going, let's Think about this. Let's think about if you have a fixed or you have a growth mindset. Okay. If you have a growth mindset, if you're feeling that you are listening to this podcast to learn something that you can immediately take action on, what I want to do is I want to issue this challenge to you. I want you to find three things during this podcast, three things that you write down that you're going to take action on today. Okay. Three things that you've learned, three things that you can take action on, because I am telling you, if you are just listening to this podcast, then this is pure entertainment for you. That is not the point of these podcasts. That is not the point of bringing you some of the the absolute best interviews with wholesalers around the country every single week. The whole purpose of this is so that you get the instruction so that you can take action. So write down, I challenge you to write down three things that you learned from this fantastic interview that we're going to be presenting to you on this podcast here today and take action on them immediately. So with that, I would like to introduce from Salt Lake City, a phenomenal wholesaler that has done it all. He has been doing flips, he has done wholesaling, and he's doing it in a really, really interesting place in Utah, in Salt Lake City, and we're going to deep dive that as well. Mr. Daryl Eventich, say hello. Hello, hello. How are you doing, Brent? I am doing excellent. I'm so glad that you joined me on the podcast today and on the YouTube channel. If you guys want to see... The video of this because I think it really helps to see, you know, communication has a lot to do with visual. So make sure you go to Brent Daniels Real Estate on YouTube and check it out. But Daryl, talk to me, man. Salt Lake City, you're there. I see, you know, from the video here, your deal boards are exploding. You've got a lot of things going on. Like, tell me what, what is going on in your business there in uh, Salt Lake City and also in Ogden.
1: Yeah. So we're, we're really ramping it up right now. Um, I'm just growing my team. So I just hired my second acquisition manager. I have, um, so I have two acquisition managers, two full-time cold callers, and then a team of VAs that help with all our backend office stuff. So we focused on Salt Lake the last month, but it's pretty competitive down there and our numbers just weren't hitting it. So we're heading back to the two counties up North Davis and Weber County, where we've had a lot more success. It's not as crowded, it's just less headaches and more money, so it's a no-brainer.
0: I love it. And so when you talk about a team, it looks like you have an office space there. Is this an office? Or are you in your house?
1: Yes, yeah, this is an office uh, right out of my brokerage, I think 240 square feet. We got three desks in here, room for a fourth right over here. I got a view of the mountains uh, looking over, so it's it's good. And
0: you came from a traditional background, right?
1: Yeah, so I was an engineer for the Air Force for eight years, worked at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Ohio for five, and then transferred over here to Hill Air Force Base up in Ogden for three years. And then uh, last September is when I took the took the leap and went went full bore wholesaling.
0: Awesome. And so are you done with the military now?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was never active. I was a civilian, but yep, yeah, I sent my resignation letter in in September, and September 7th was uh, the done deal.
0: Awesome. And then you got your real estate license. Is that right?
1: Yeah, I got my license two years ago. So I slowly bought my I bought my first rental three years ago, and I got my real estate license right after that. And then slowly accrued. I have uh, three rental properties right now. And then in 2018, I did three flips and I have uh, three more going on this year. So slowly started working my way up
0: why did you get your real estate license? I mean, why did you go from the job that you had, which I assume you probably could have done for a long time, to getting a real estate license?
1: I wanted access to data, and I also wanted uh, i wanted to help people. I wanted to be on the, the seller and the buyer side of transactions. I also had a real estate coach, and we were brainstorming, hey, where do you want to go in 10 years? And so we went through my numbers, I told him, you know, how much I wanted to make and what I wanted to be producing a month. And he is like, he's like, dude, your your income with the, with the air force isn't going to cut it. We need a a secondary income. So he's like, you like real estate, why don't you get your, your license? And I was like, okay, it's not a bad idea. So, you know, one thing led to another, I got my license It helped me with my flips. I also helped a lot of buyers. I focused mainly on investors, helping them find, um, you know, duplexes, multifamilies, because I'm a numbers guy. Analytical, so if it works in the spreadsheet, it works for for me, and that's how my clients are too. So yeah, that's kind of how I got my start.
0: That's awesome. And what was this coach? It, it wasn't a real estate coach, was it? Just a business coach? Was it a life no, coach? What kind of coach?
1: No, was he was a real estate coach. Yeah, yeah. is uh, Matt Atkinson MJ Real Consulting. He's uh, based here locally um, out of South Jordan. But no, we had this one-on-one call. It was like a 30, 45 minute call into his training program. He just gave me like a lot of data in 30 minutes. And, you know, I still utilize some of the tips he gave me today, so.
0: Got it. And that's what got you into the business. You got into traditional. How did you stumble across wholesaling?
1: So I did traditional. I bought my first couple of rental properties on the MLS. And then I did the uh, did the Burr method, the buy, rehab, refinance, and rent it back out. And I did that through my lender, who's also my real estate coach. And I bought that from a wholesaler initially and i was like oh, okay so i got my first taste and then cody hall as you guys all know he's local here so i saw him speak at the ria's and he was talking about if you just put your mind to he's like i'm telling you those twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollar assignment fees are coming and i was thinking man that'd be nice but there's no way i could ever hit that number so that kind of planted the seed and then after i did a few flips saw what the assignment fees were and how much work i had to put in to make the same, if not maybe a little bit less in some scenarios. I was like, man, there's got to be a better way. So I went to wholesaling just because it's, it's clean. It's efficient and there's a velocity of money. You know, I can, once I get something going, I control every aspect of the transaction and I can make everything happen a lot. So wh- whereas flips, I'm kind of hamstrung by my contractors. I'm hamstrung by listing and waiting for someone to buy it. I'm hamstrung by, you know, the city and the permits. So whereas wholesaling is a lot more streamlined.
0: Yeah. Wholesaling is essentially just sourcing opportunities, right? That's, that's all yep. wholesaling is. I absolutely am convinced and believe that it is the bedrock of building a successful real estate investing business. Because once you learn how to source the opportunities, I mean, let's be honest, you get the absolute best deals and you get so much equity. If you decide to keep these properties, if you decide to flip these properties, like if you source the deal yourself, you are in. You have such an advantage because you can wholesale it, you can flip it, or you can hold on to it. And if you're talking about net worth, if you're talking about kind of that legacy wealth or that cash flow wealth, being able to purchase property, uh, Daryl mentioned a Burr method, which is buy, renovate refinance, rent out the property, essentially what that does is you invest your money into it and then you refinance and you pull the money out and still keep 20% equity. Well, you can't do that if you don't buy a good deal right? So you got Mm -hmm. sourcing the deals and doing that Burr method is so powerful because you can have up to uh, typically, it just depends on what, which lender you're talking to a, a conventional lender. You have essentially 10 golden tickets, right? You can get 10 rental properties in conventional financing with really, really, really good interest rates. So why wouldn't you want to get the best, find the best deals to use those 10 golden tickets. Now there's other lenders that'll, that'll open it up and you can get more conventional financing but the interest rate's going to be higher. So, I mean, I think it's really interesting. And you said something before, and I want to dive into your analytical mind a little bit. You were saying that with your coach, you had a specific 10-year plan. You had goals for your 10-year plan. Like, how did you... As an analytical mind, because you're, you're always going to be based in reality. You're not going to go, you know, and just be uh, crazy and be totally like, I'm going to make a million dollars a month in, in 90 days, right? So how did you break down? And just for everybody listening, how did you analyze and break down what you wanted your income to be by the time that 10 years had passed?
1: yeah so i I basically picked a number I said I wanted to have uh, at least ten million dollars in assets and I picked my number and how much I wanted to make for passive income stream. I can't remember what it was at the time, but I think it was I think it was three times what my salary was so I think it was somewhere like twenty two thousand five hundred dollars per month is what I wanted to be generating so I had to figure out a way how to do that and passive income stream it's great but you also need income to put into these passive income deals and equity so I need to figure out A way to get that money in there. So what I did is I set up, you know, um, you you break it down into one year targets. Okay, where do I want to get to in a year? That seems like impossible, right? And then what we do is we break it into ninety day targets. So it's like, okay, what do I have to do in the next ninety days to try to get to my goal in a year? So then those ninety day goals, those seem achievable because if you look at your year goal, that seems pretty impossible. But in ninety days, you think you can hit it. So what my ninety day goal was last September when I resigned from my job and started wholesaling was I wanted one hundred and twelve thousand dollars in assignment fees plus minus you know from what I got from my flips as well so that's what I set out to do and ended up didn't did made zero dollars didn't hit anything but <laughs> but it was exponential, so you got to keep in mind the compounding factor that's what's so important about it is people need to just keep going. They quit month three and four, but month three and four is when everything starts to happen. So if I were to quit after that 90 day challenge, I was a little bit in debt. I had no money coming in. Like My flips weren't going well, but I put my head down and I said, and I just kept going and grinding and working harder. And then january happened where i got where i got a bunch of properties under contract february i ended up wholesaling four properties march i wholesaled two april i wholesaled two and then this month i'm back up to three so if i were and then i just got a call today from someone i talked to last october who said they want to sell their house so it's it's all compounding and just and just coming in
0: It's filling up that lead pipeline. It really Mm -hmm. is. And it's looking at once you have the data and the information over enough amount of time, you can start predicting your business, right? You can start predicting how long it takes from the first contact to when you get paid on it. I think that's such an important metric because it keeps your mindset churning along. And I think another important factor is when you close a deal, you look at how many leads that I need to get to get that deal. And then you don't have to replace one lead that, that you close. You have to replace how many it took for you to close that. So say it takes 20 leads to get a deal. When you get that deal closed, now you have to replace 20 more leads. You got to keep the engine rolling. You got to keep the train just cruising down the tracks. Momentum is so important in this business, just like you were mentioning. I mean, you got to keep going. You got to have blind faith that it will work. The law of cause and effect, right? You are putting Mm -hmm. so much cause, so much cause, so much out there, so many conversations. You're talking to so many people and the effect is you are going to get deals. If you're having quality conversations with distressed property owners, you win.
1: Yeah. Amen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's talk about it. How are you finding your deals?
1: Yeah. So I, I don't do any mail. So I, it's all, it's all TTP. And then we're also texting as well. So those are, those are the two big pipelines that we're using. So I have my two cold callers, my two acquisition managers, and they're on the phones all day. And we generally, we just focus on motivation. So basically like all these videos that you put on a YouTube video, like they're eight to nine minutes long. I'll send those clips and I'll be watching them at like 10, 11 at night. I'll send them via Skype. Say, hey, watch this, talk about it in the morning yep. and we'll train on them. And it's just, you know, just, we're just calling lists. We focused on, um, so my first four months was driving for dollars. So I did that kind of that plan, how to make uh, $180,000 in a year Yep. If what you said. Yep. So, so I did the, uh, my lunch break. I would drive for dollars. I would come back. I would skip trace them. I would cold call them and just rinse and repeat. And we'd focus on the driving for dollars list, our high equity absentee list, your worn out landlord list. And then we kind of, we kind of exhausted those lists right now. And now we're just focusing on everything. So we're doing the world list. We're browning out like anybody who hasn't sold their house in five years, you're getting a call. So, that has equity. Yeah, that has equity, right? But in Utah, it's a given. You don't even need to look for equity. If you, if you haven't sold your house in five years, you, you have a equity. lot of equity yeah, in your house. Yeah, yeah. So, so we have the benefit, the doubt of knowing that if you didn't sell in the last three to four years, you have a ton of equity.
0: I love it. I absolutely <laughs> love it. And when you started out, were you making calls yourself?
1: Yes. So I was a one-man show for probably two, three months. Um, I was making the calls. I was skip tracing them, loading them into Mojo. And then my first hire was a VA and she would all the back office stuff. So I would drive for dollars and then export and send the list to her. Then she would skip trace it, load it into Mojo for me. So when I would come into work, I would just be on the phones all day. And then that got super tiring because I would cold call plus follow-ups. So I'm like, okay, so I did the Call Motivated Sellers program. I have two of those people right now, Mm -hmm. which are awesome. And they are now calling four hours a day for me in the mornings. And then I ran my business off of just working those leads plus my old leads. Love it. And And then I started growing even more from that. So then, I hired my first acquisition manager two months ago. So I was training her to do the follow up calls, and then we would go on appointments together. And then now she just got her first deal last Thursday, all via text using Google Translate because he speaks Spanish. Sure. So it was pretty rock solid. <laughs> and I just hired my second acquisition manager. She started on Tuesday this week.
0: How do you use Google Translate? The text and get
1: deals. Like- <laughs> <laughs> copy, paste,
0: man. <laughs> so, so walk us through that. So is it an app? Is it a computer? Is it on like you just go to Google Translate on Google or something?
1: Yeah, yeah. Just Google Translate. They have an app on your phone. You can do it. So whatever he says in the message, we'll just copy, paste, put that in Google Translate. It'll translate it to English. And then we'll write a response, translate to Spanish and send it to him. Awesome. and. It was about, I think it was like a week, week long of uh, negotiations via text. And he said, send the contract over. So we did. And he signed it.
0: Did you have to translate the contract?
1: No, his wife speaks English, so yep. she read it to him. Mm-hmm.
0: I love it. I love it. So let's yeah. let's let's talk about, let's get everybody excited that's listening to this. Let's talk about a juicy deal. Let's talk about mm. a massive deal. Let's talk about something big. Like, let's break down. Let's deep dive. Let's put you in the hot seat on one of <laughs> these, right? The old school Tom Kroll hot seat. Let's talk about a deal. What deal do you want to talk about? where you picked up the phone, or somebody in your staff picked up the phone, and through the magic of talking to people, you get a big deal. Let's talk about it.
1: Yeah, so I'll do my my most recent deal, which was uh, wholesaling at 11plex.
0: 11plex, multifamily. I am telling you guys, if you're not going after multifamily, we're going to snatch it all up, I'm telling you. But let's talk about 11plex, I love it. Did you you purposely go after and skip trace the owners of 11plex? How did this happen? (laughs)
1: No, so it's kind of full circle to all to your program. So I picked this lead up in September when I first started driving for dollars. This eleven plex is right over. It's literally point six miles from my office. So it's probably one of the first couple of days I was out driving for dollars. The eleven plex is is broken up into three buildings. So there's a four plex, a duplex, and a five plex. And the four plex was on the street, the frontage, and it looked kind of ratty. So. Skip traced that, called the owner, and he was basically like, Hey, I'm not looking to sell now, but after the first of the year, you know, hit me back up and let's talk. So, followed up with him in February, and, um, you know, things led to negotiations, and we finally got it under contract in March. So I never underwrote an apartment deal. I didn't know how much they were worth. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. So I literally reached out to everybody in my market saying, hey, who knows how to underwrite this? Who can help me out? So yeah. I had a lot of good help from Jordan Akin, from other people around that just really um, you know, took me under their wing. And yeah, it was crazy. So I ended up trying to take it down myself. Mm-hmm. So we got it under contract. Tyler Kohler, he helped me get the loan through Freddie Mac. So we were underwriting this whole process. He got 10% of the deal and then I got the other 90%. So I was in the process of underwriting it. And it was just so stressful running a wholesaling business and trying to syndicate money for an apartment deal at the same time. So learning two different things. So I'm like, oh man, this is crazy. So I was at a local RIA. And I was just talking to my insurance agent and I was like, man, I'm this 11plex is stressing me out. Like, I don't know. It's just like I need to syndicate money and I just don't have the time to do it anymore. And he's like, well, I'm look, I'm in the market to buy. I'm like, really? He's like, what do you want for it? And I told him, I was like, uh, I had another contract for 1.4. I was like, hey, I'll, I can sell it to you for, for 1.45. And then seven days later, I got a wire in my account for the, the $50,000 assignment fee. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well hold on a second. Hold on a second. So uh there's a driving for dollars lead, right? Uh-huh. What are you using an app to get the info? What are you what are you using on for driving for dollars?
1: Yeah, so we did uh we did driving for dollars, the driving for dollars app, okay. and then we just switched to deal machine because the driving for dollars didn't have like a team mode. Yep. So
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. awesome. So we use uh deal machine for a team of six that I have as well. And and then you export it, got the owner's info. Called him, right? Did you call them or did somebody else call them?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I called him. I followed up with him relentlessly for six to nine months. Yeah. Um, I negotiated the contract. And, yeah. and,
0: and how much was that wire that hits your account into your, uh, into your bank account?
1: <laughs> Five zero. 50,000. <laughs> And I gotta thank you. It was all—it was all because of you. You said you put out the fifty thousand dollar club, right? That's and right. he was trying to beat me down negotiating, and I was like, "No, I need—I need one point four five because I need to." In my mind, I said, "I need to be in this fifty thousand dollar club." That's so I wasn't right. gonna take anything less. So I, I was like, I, "All I, right." It's
0: I wholeheartedly—if you're—if you're not familiar with what we're talking about in the TTP program, I tell everybody that's part of it—they the, owe me a fifty thousand dollar deal, a massive deal—to join the fifty thousand dollar club. And we've got dozens of people in this club. And it is because fundamentally, I believe your brain chemistry changes when you get $50,000 or more in one deal. I really do. Don't you feel like the sky's the limit? Like you could do this over and over and over
1: yeah yeah no it's uh once once you open it up it just seems so much more possible because i was playing with you know five ten fifteen thousand dollar assignment fees and once once i had those big ones you know i don't even waste my time with anything under under like you know five to ten now
0: right and by the way you're gonna do more deals and more deals and more deals it just happens like that when i was starting out like ten thousand was like oh my gosh five figures on a deal this is bananas. And then I remember I got the first $40,000 deal. And then I got my first $72,000 deal. And I was like, oh my gosh. And it really opened it wide open. And now we average 27000 a deal. And life is just so much better because we do bigger deals. And it's all because Mm -hmm. of the mindset. It's really, it really is like changing up your whole brain chemistry to just think different. It's a different neural pathway. It's just fantastic. And I love that you did it and you did it so fast. I mean, really, you really did in in the scheme of things. Seven days later, I mean, in this thing, when did you join TTP? Uh, I want to say like August or September of last year, somewhere in there. And just building it up and building it up, and you've got. Are you still doing traditional business? Are you still a realtor?
1: Yeah, so I'll list my flips, and then I'll help out um, selective investors who who buy multifamily specifically. Uh, but right now, I'm focusing mainly on just building my wholesale business up to get that cash flow rolling in, and then probably in the fall of this year, start deploying capital into equity and properties.
0: Love it, love it. And you're in a, you're in a really tough market when it comes to the department of real estate really looks at wholesaling in a different light than it does in other places and if you don't live in utah if you don't live in salt lake city that's fine but there could be this could be a model for other cities other other states to adopt so you you'll have to do it a little bit differently right it's not just about assigning your interest in a contract
1: yeah exactly and, <laughs>
0: Uh, Daryl's not an attorney. So if you're in, in in Utah or whatever, check that out and, and talk to an attorney about the right ways like you did, but I mean, what's the right way to do it there?
1: Yeah. So, so basically I'll probably forget a few things, but the gist of it is, especially if you're a real estate agent, the the division is kind of focusing on that. If you want to wholesale in the state, you're going to need your real estate license is kind of the word coming down, but it's still kind of up in the air. But the main things is as an agent, you need to have full disclosure to the seller that, Hey, you're an agent. Um, in your addendum, you need to have them sign a for sale by owner addendum agreement yep. stating that they represent themselves yep. and that uh, in the addendum, you need to state that you don't have any fiduciary duty to them, that they represent themselves. They'll seek their own legal counsel. Yep. And as will I do the same. You also wanted to s- disclose that you have the right to market the property, to show the property, anything, show pictures, things like that, which is basically to get your um, your cash buyers into the house to send out emails with pictures and videos yep. you need that disclosure up front and then you also have to let them know that you're going to assign the property that it's assignable because in the actual rep the real estate purchase contract i think one of the number nine or ten states that this contract's not assignable so Got in it. the addendum you need to reiterate hey this is and then also you just have to reiterate to the seller that hey I could be either taking this down myself and making a profit, or I could turn around, sell the next day for up to a million dollars and make a profit. Are you okay with that? Yep. And, you know, and, and every time, you know, they're, they're fine with it. Cause they just, you know, we're providing value. We're providing fulfilling a need to them. Yep. So as long as they get their money and we solve their problem they're you know, everybody's happy. Yeah.
0: If you had any problems when you disclose,
1: no, no right. problems at all. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I know. Yeah. People are so scared and they think that, that it's like some like, yeah, you, know, you know, some huge hurdle, but really you're just having a conversation. This is this is the the process that I take in my business. Uh, do you understand? Do you, uh, does it make sense? Do you have any issues? No. Great. Boom. You go. They just want it. They just want it to be as simple as possible. Remember wholesaling. They're trading equity for speed and convenience. We're providing it. We're talking to people every day. We're reaching out, right? These are distressed property owners that we're having quality conversations with. So we're providing an unbelievable value there. These, listen, I don't know if you've ever had uh, the situation where you've been distressed by a property, but it is terrible. It weighs on your mind. It weighs on your shoulders. It it, it affects everything in your life. It affects your happiness. When somebody comes along that has a solution to that problem, it is an incredible value. So that's what we're doing out there. You really got to look at the mental construction of how you think about the tasks that we do on a daily basis to find these opportunities, we are truly 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 solving problems in this business, and it is absolutely a blessing to these people. it is not a burden so go out there talk to people, and make a real impact in your community because you are doing an amazing amazing service to the community
1: yeah for sure yep yeah and then to add on that uh, one more thing to circle back on what the division wants to see so I guess assigning properties is is I guess they're they're frowning upon it so the way the way work around that we get around it is we'll, and the seller name, we'll put uh, a trust. So we'll create a trust, say the 123 Main Street Trust. And then me as the agent will be the buyer's agent representing that. So when I assign a contract, I'm closing on it with the trust, but then I sell the beneficial interest of the trust over to the end buyer in a separate transaction. And a trust sale is you know personal property and it's not considered a real estate transaction. So again, while I'm not an attorney, it's what an attorney told me, so free language find, um, find
0: a good attorney and so like that's awesome <laughs> well, <you> know, <laughs> yeah to wrap this thing up how do people get a hold of you if people want to you know network with you or just be in your world how do they find you what's the best way to communicate with you
1: yeah, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram. It's uh, Daryl Eventich, D-A-R-R-Y-L-E-V-A-N-E-T-I-C-H. So I'm active on both of those. I also have a website, DarylLeventich.com, so you can reach out to me on there. Yeah, I'm pretty active in the RIA's. if you want to meet up with locally. I got an office in Bountiful if you want to stop by and say what's up. Um, but yeah.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I really appreciate it. I think, you know, there's a lot of people that, that listen to this that are in, uh, Salt Lake or, or Utah and they're, they're wondering about some of the different regulations with, with, uh, wholesaling or assigning deals. I think that people are understanding that you literally can drive around in the community, find rundown properties, get their phone numbers and give them a call and see if they consider an offer. I mean, this is proof here and, You can take your whole brain and just change everything and the way it's wired by getting a massive deal. You are proof positive of that. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. Say goodbye to everybody.
1: Absolutely. Thanks, guys. It was a good one. Thanks for having me on, Brent.
0: And everybody, if you are interested in joining the most proactive, the most on-offense group in real estate investing, you need to go to wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. Check out the page. It's wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. Scroll down, look at what the, the program's about. Check out the testimonials. And if it seems like the right fit for you, if you have enough self-awareness to know that this is what you want in your life, then sign up for a call. It'll be the absolute best call of your year. And second to that, the uh, Deal Machine app. If you go to dealmachine.com or you go to Deal Machine on the App Store on Apple or, or wherever, uh, use TTP as a coupon code you get nine dollars off it is a phenomenal phenomenal resource for you out there when you're starting your business so check that out Daryl. you're the man i really appreciate it rhinos out there i encourage you to talk to people until next time love you guys see ya